careful with it, would you? And, uh, bye. Thanks for saving me from the Chuck Norris marathon with the snack run, Carly. No problem. Don't get me wrong. Sharing a motel room with him after a hunt is an awesome way to celebrate. But the man's choice in movies is iffy, even on a good day. What about mine? Digging into the law was not my idea of downtime after we cleaned out that nest. I'm coming back with nothing even remotely close to natural in it. Besides, you know I'm itching to take the wheel without your Mr. Backseat Driver in his comments. What? Someone's by the car. Of course. The one time he parks a mile away from the rooms. Really, Sandra? That's what you're going with for weapons? Well, Dean never uses them. Because throwing stars are as good of an idea as those films he makes you sit through. Oh, put the demon blade away. It's our old partner in crime. Hey, I guess you're wanting to tag along again? Well, come on in before Sam turns on the puppy dog eyes and makes me cave and bring him a salad, which I'm not going to do. I'm not a kale delivery system. All right, well, you know Dean's house rules in baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hope you like meatloaf. For a snack? Music, Sandra, music. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And she's finally here, guys. She's finally here. We have been hyping this lady up since literally episode one. We're like, yeah, we're going to get Dee on the podcast. We're gonna, oh, She's a busy human. Okay. But she's finally here. She's finally with us to chat about all things fanfic, Supernatural, and how we all met. So Dee, do you want to introduce yourself? Probably tell people your full name because they might not know. <laughs> so, hi, I'm known as Dandelion Dreaming on Twitter and AO3. Um, and probably, oh, and TikTok as well now. But I just use that to draw mostly over men that chop wood. But I have written <laughs> a few, uh, a few fix. Um, it basically was uh, something I came into. Uh, do you want the whole story, like how it all started? Or yes, please. We'll get into that later. <laughs> no, you can us. start now. <laughs> how, did, how did you get into Supernatural? You know, what, what brought you there? Was it Sam? Was it Dean? Was it Jared? Was it Jensen? Do you love so Dean, I... but it was Jared that brought you? <laughs> you know? Well, so I was in living in London at the time. And in 2005, when Supernatural first came out, and I, my boyfriend and I would spend every night together, but we would... Wednesday nights, uh, which was when Supernatural was on. It was on at 11 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And so inevitably I would watch, and they had, I think the thing that got me, they had a, this great promo, um, which I think most fans have seen, the Killing Time promo. That was our UK promo. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, Supernatural things, hot boys, ghosts. Yeah, I'm in. I'm so in. And so I started watching it and I discovered quite quickly that uh, given my creative imagination, it wasn't a good idea, and my youth, (laughs) it wasn't a good idea for me to watch it on my own. And so we agreed that I would watch it. I think there was a rerun at the weekend. And so my boyfriend was like, don't watch it on your own. We'll watch it together. And inevitably I would watch it on my own and I would call him at midnight and I wouldn't even say hello. I'd just be like, tell me nice things <laughs> I had all of this like leftover fear from um from watching Supernatural my mind was just going crazy with you know is that is there a ghost in the room oh that's definitely oh my god I think I've really like I'm you know and I'm living in a 300 year old house as well so oh, no. <laughs> didn't help no. so yeah so that was my so I started watching it back then and then he and I moved to London, uh, from, from London to Australia, because he was Australian, is Australian, um, a year and a, a year later. So I think I saw the first series intermittently on television. And then I kind of, we moved to Australia and I forgot about it. And then about four years ago, I four or five years ago, I had 
an operation and I was on my foot. And so I was laid up for six weeks. So binge time. And I think I'd seen, I'd seen something about when Jared, um, when they had Hall H and they all bought Jared the Always Keep Fighting Candles. And I remember mm. at the time thinking, is that show still on, one? And two, 8,000 people like it enough to to hold candles for, the, you know, for Sam because um, I didn't really know the actors at that point. Yeah. And uh, so I so it was in the back of my mind. And then when I had this off, I was like, oh, I'm going to binge Supernatural because I loved Supernatural. So, yeah, so I started and I think it was literally as well. I was in, It was just back-to-back episodes through the night. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, everyone goes, oh, I watched it in a week. I don't know. But I watched a lot of it very quickly and caught up. So I think I got, yeah, I got into real time around season 12 or 11. I'm not sure. Oh. Thereabouts. Um, maybe it was later. But I also was very glad that I hadn't had to live the fan like waiting, you know, the hiatuses and all of yeah. that. That would have been a killer to do all that in real time. So um so yeah, so that's that's how I um how I got into Supernatural and then how I got into writing fanfic was um a friend of a friend knew that I liked the show and she said, Look, I've been asked to edit a, f- a fanfic and I in full disclosure was quite like a lot of people who know nothing about fanfic was dismissive and was like what those people that write like stories about shows (laughs) apparently I knew um (laughs) and so she said and she's like it's really like it's good read it and I I think as well I had a bit of a sort of Star Trek Doctor Who prejudice I don't know but anyway um yes and and neither of those being a favorite show of mine and and the fandom seems super zealous as opposed to the calm of the supernatural fans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh gosh, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we were so in I, um, Yeah, well, I knew nothing about nothing. I've never been in a fandom, never been in any of that sort of stuff. So um never been into it. So I was, you know, newbie and judgmental. But I've always loved writing and and um, reading and and so she said to me, look, I think, I think I'm. She said I'm too close to this. Can you edit it for me? So I started reading it and and it was a good. It had good bones, but by the time I'd edited it, I'd I'd effectively chopped out huge parts and rewritten huge parts, and I couldn't I couldn't send it back to them because it was just wasn't really their work anymore. It was their ideas. <laughs> it wasn't their writing. So yeah. I had to just sort of go. Um, oh, no, sorry, I got really busy and I couldn't really help. Um, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> um, yeah, it did inspire me to, I was like, I can do that. I could write that. And and I need the practice because it's been a while. Um, and, I, and I was intrigued by the format, you know, like the idea of I'd never written first person and the idea that you would, you're drawing the reader in so the reader feels like they're there. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that's a great challenge as a writer and and I wasn't fond of YN. Mm-hmm. Um I okay. I sort of came to learn that 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 has its roots in um um oh god what's the app that no one's on anymore that they were all on at the beginning um Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. on Tumblr you could put your name in there and then it would populate throughout the story. So oh, that's, right. that's how that's that started. That that YN is your name that you put it in Tumblr and then it populates through the story. Um oh. which I think would I'd find even more distracting. But uh I didn't, yeah, I didn't particularly love I found that that YN drew me out the story, but I loved the challenge as a writer of trying to bring um bring people in and get them to feel like they were part of the story because we have spent so many hours in the Impala with those boys. Um, mm. And you do feel very tired. And, and, and we all have um, thoughts about how their lives should have gone. Uh, we'll get to the end at some point, I'm sure. Because we <laughs> yep. have strong feelings about that. But yeah, so so there was a so I was, you know, I had strong feelings about Dean not having uh it's not even just a significant other, but just having a not getting the love that he deserves um in a way that 
he just you know he's such a loving character he's got so much um care and love to give and it doesn't it, it, the, he certainly gives it to the characters on the show but I feel like he deserved a, a more reciprocal um romance based on yeah. my cis um straight woman view obviously it's going to be around him having a romantic partnership with a woman um yeah. so I thought that's what he deserved <laughs> because Man, that's my, you know, just, my worldview. <laughs> it's always Dean, isn't it? It's always Dean, you people. It's always Dean. Like, I'm holding up Sam all on my own over here. He's heavy, people. He's heavy. Oh, you know I'm a, I'm a sandwich girl. I, I, Sam, Sam's there. It's just Dean. <laughs> yeah, he's there. He's an afterthought. Dean's busy. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's how I got into it all. And then, oh, yeah, so I decided I could write my own story and, and and instead of having Y slash N, I thought, what if Dean gave this um, this significant other, namely you, the reader, uh, a nickname, which is where the Rookie series came about because you're a rookie hunter. And I, I was trying to think of a nickname that he would use, and I think he actually says rookie somewhere in the series, but, like, it's a rookie move or something like that. Mm-hmm, but... Yeah. Um, he yeah I just thought that's a kind that's a nickname he would use training a hunter he would call them rookie and then it became I even have the character you know uh, state I wonder sometimes if he actually remembers my real name because rookie <laughs> is used <laughs> so often um but yeah and it was fun it was such a fun adventure and I just sort of started it thinking I'll write one story um and that one story <laughs> I should go I don't know what the numbers are but the numbers it was like 20,000 hits now. I don't yeah. Know, I was just there a second ago because I was looking at how many how many installments of it there actually were because there was the story and then there was the second story and then there was the one shots and then there was more stories. It just, it just kept going. It was incredible. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you get, as a writer, you get um, egged on. And so that was the thing. I came to, so once I started reading fanfic, I came, became enmeshed and, and obsessed because it's so good like not all of it's good obviously but there are some really great stories and and the familiarity of the characters you know um knowing what to expect from the characters really means that you can jump deeper into what's ha- actually happening um and it's funny you know sort of dipping out of the supernatural fandom there's a couple of others and that we we have so much angst because of the show and it's really mm. bizarre reading something and going, wow, oh, this is just nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I jump into other fandoms as well. Um, and I'm like, oh, look, nobody's sad here. That's so nice. <laughs> yes. Like they're going to break up and somebody's going to die, right? Oh, oh no, they got married, right. Okay. Yeah, oh, oh, look, look at this nice happy ending. Oh, look, nobody needs therapy in this. That's so nice. Yeah, totally, totally got on board with that. Disclaimer, do not go to the Walking Dead fandom if you're looking for that, because it's probably second to Supernatural and Angst. Um, oh, really? Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Have you watched the show? So I've, I've gotten into the Raylo, the, um, the uh, Ray and um, Ben Solo from Star yeah, Wars, yeah. and I've never watched Star Wars. But um, one thing I do like is that despite, and I've, I've heard that they don't get a, a happy ending in canon, but every fic, fic I've read, they always get a happy ending. The fandom yeah. is bound and determined <laughs> to ignore canon. And this is, this is, and it's so funny because I'm like, I feel like watching the films would actually ruin it for me. I'm much happier just reading, yeah. reading my stories. <laughs> Absolutely. That's like all the, the, the absolute just tidal wave of fix it stuff that came after uh, the episode that shan't be named and that was all you saw in ao3 it was just like destiel and fix it fix for weeks and weeks it's probably still going on i don't i don't look that often anymore to be fair yeah i was yeah it was too much of a sore spot just to even have it fixed so it was just like what are these men writing this for why are they you know sticking to a song that's 50 years old and as a plot for a, a you know for the for the show but anyway yeah. huh. it's not what I, I I don't think it's a brave move I think a brave move would have been to um like and you know they go well a, a few people have gone oh it's great storytelling great storytelling to me is innovative and and right now 
crazy like happy endings are crazy innovative you know mm. making um making a choice where it doesn't have to be tied up in a bow or picket fence that's not what I'm saying but it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it it particularly irked me and, and we've discussed this in our group chat but at a time you know of global pandemic where people are losing family members um getting ill and then also in a fandom that's known for its mental health issues and and so I don't know if suicidal tendencies is the right thing to say, but but there's a lot of people that self-harm. Yeah. That's quite well known. Um, and I feel like, you know, celebrating, and I know people have different views, but I felt like the celebration of afterlife and, you know, there'll be peace when you are done. Well, what if, what if the peace was just when you're done fighting with God? doesn't have to be when you die yeah <laughs> why is there any why is there any I just have an issue with this peace and death like it's I think it's it's wildly innovative to have peace and life like that's yeah. to find peace and life is a much more um interesting message and uh and newer than the old trope of you know well those heroes now they get to rest well that's not world war fucking two Let's move yeah. on from that, please. Could we please just be slightly more healthier with our protagonists? <laughs> Pretty please. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. For me, it's the episode that doesn't exist. I've been very vocal about it on the podcast. Season, season 15 ended on episode 19, which is another weird episode to end on. You thought they'd have gone for a round number or like maybe 15, you know, so it would have, would have just gone 18. right. 18. No, that's, no, that's still wrong. Cass, most, Cass, Dean has a breakdown. The end. We'll see you in a few years when we fix it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that there yeah, we could have done with that. I just like <laughs> I like the montage at the end of nineteen where they're like they're driving off into the sunset and there's that montage of all the people that have fucking died. But still, it's nice. You know, it's nice. Yeah. And you're like they're driving off. Yeah. They could go anywhere. They could go anywhere. But yeah. now they have to come in and come in and fucking fix it or ruin they it. Had to go to a fucking barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the freaking oh that song. I hate that song. I like I. Hold my hands up, lynch me fandom. I hate that fucking song. I hate it so much. I wasn't even that big a fan of it before I started watching Supernatural. And now every time I hear it, I'm like, for fuck's sake. Skip, skip, skip. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you very much for cluing us in on, um, very concisely as well, which is always helpful because we ramble. <laughs> very concisely. So I, like, I'm not going to speak for Sandra, but you were like, you were it when I found the Supernatural fandom you were like one of the first um things that I commented on and then you replied oh. and I had like a massive fangirl moment <laughs> and I was like oh my fucking god and then she was like snowballed from there but like that was that was it you know it was one of the best things that I've ever read and that includes like traditional fiction as well and it was just just great and I remember getting to the end of Tulsa and you'd put like the last chapter of the second to last chapter you were like look there's going to be a wait for the next installment. So, you know, like don't read the next chapter because it's like a a preview of the next installment, but I'm not done. So don't read it. And I was like, oh yeah, there's like three more works after this. This was like an old message. It's fine. So click through, read the like preview and then realized that what you posted after that was one shot. And I also had to wait for the next installment which was her own, my thing. One shots that continued the, all the one shots continue the story, but they're standalone snippets because they're not part of the the arc. Yeah. Well, they are. No, sorry, they are part of the arc, but they're, yeah, there's well, you from my perspective, they're standalone snippets that I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. Oh, what if what if they were doing role play and he was <laughs> he was a, a state trooper that pulls her over? I like yeah. that one. So yeah. it was yeah, they were just good. taking taking ideas mostly filthy ideas and putting them out there as one shots to keep the arc going until I was ready and and not always was I ready I didn't really know where it was going I just sort of I thought and I've picked as one of my my picks for my favorite child um is the you know that if I could see you one more time which very much reads like I knew what I was doing all along but it was more than I was able to weave the threads backwards and go, oh yeah, because I mentioned that, and oh yeah, that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But that there wasn't, there was a bit of a plan, but not a grand plan that that did come together. Which I think is just the the wilderness of my mind. So it's, everything's connected somewhere, 
it's just not always <laughs> you step back and you can see the pattern Mm-hmm. So that's that's certainly what happened with the rookie series is it it all came together by the end and I was like ah oh, yeah I, I, I like could be fair one of, yeah one of my favorite authors his writing advice is if you don't know what's going to happen next write the next thing that you do know and come back yes. and tie it back yeah, together I do that. yeah so you don't have to go linear do you? you can you can go back and forth I think for me it was more that the the sort of preview chapter at the end of Tulsa it was really sad and really angsty and it was like you were yes. setting up a whole heap of drama and I was like oh shit now I have to wait oh god <laughs> so I was kicking myself for that but yeah obviously that was the home right that's for yeah. home that, that does it yeah and home is a roller coaster for sure oh yeah my feelings my feels and my yeah that's feelings. all we got into your feels and your feelings you look <laughs> it was it was you were harsh in home you were harsh you put them through the ringer in home like hardcore yeah I'm not sure where that came from especially now it's so funny because now I'm all like I want to read happy endings maybe I got it all out and in, in um the written series but yeah they got, it, it got was, a happy ending it was it, it all got there in the end you know yeah but I but yeah, there was there was like some angst as I as I look. I'm like, God, yeah, I really did, really did put people through that, didn't I? <laughs> it's in home. It's, it's like every every chapter and every time you think you're safe, you're not again because it can't be resolved yet because ding's ding. And that's really where it leads you. It's like everything with writing, right? Your characters lead you. You can have an idea, but your characters lead you. And when you already know who the characters are, like ding will, you know, un, unerringly not um not do what's what's gonna make him himself happy um mm-hmm. or will fall upon his sword because that's what he's been trained to do and yep. so then you get you know all the fallout which is fun to write it was I mean it was super fun to write and I remember talking to friends who don't write about how upset I was getting writing some of that and they were like well then just write happy things like it's so easy <laughs> no that's <laughs> no these are the winchesters understand. we're dealing with here and they yeah. just go and do they don't give a fuck what your plans might have been they're gonna go and do what they're gonna do and you're left going what the fuck do i do with this yeah. you've messed, made a huge mess and how am i gonna put this back together now could you have not just <laughs> done what i asked you to do in the initial phase of this the fuck that's happening to me with my current work in progress i had like i had a nice plan and they were gonna have a fight and then they were gonna have angry makeup sex and then that is not what happened and now we're way down the rabbit hole with that one and i haven't even touched it because i'm like i don't know how to close this one off now i need to wait (sighs) yeah it's interesting isn't it i am like in tulsa where they have their big fight that was upsetting to me and i and and I did see, like, it, it sort of, in some ways it feels like it comes out of nowhere, but if, if you know Dean then and his insecurities, then you kind of start to understand it. And and then the makeup chapter as well. But, um, yeah, that was just like, but it was going so well. Why are you guys fighting? <laughs> but I just literally so went, how would Dean react to, to, to someone knowing all this stuff about him, that he's, you know, he's so protective and he's so insular and he's so afraid of all the things that he's done and that people won't love him for it. So to find out that, you know, his his girlfriend now knows some of that stuff, if not all of it, he yeah. of course he's going to forget. It's going to hit every button he has. So, yeah, absolutely. Without, without spoiling the ending, because I imagine people are going to go and uh, read the heck out of this. You followed Canon pretty, pretty close for like all of it and then when we got to if I could see you one last time and it was like a major deviation but you were still saying to me yeah no it's I'm still in canon I'm still in canon and we were getting closer and closer to the end and I was like ah shit this doesn't happen in canon oh god she's gonna kill them all off oh god she's gonna kill them all off I was so worried before you posted the last couple of chapters of if I could see you one last time because I was like yep no it's definitely gonna kill everybody off because it's it's not canon anymore like she's way out from canon you started thinking that towards the end of home. Yeah, when, probably. Because I was, I was following along with the, and, you know, we do, we follow along with Team and Dean to a point. Um, and then I think at that, at that time it wasn't really set or 
it just didn't really fit. I had I had the nicer parts written for quite some time. And then as you say, you know, you go back and fill in. And it wasn't supposed to, there wasn't supposed to be a lot of the stuff like the, the three one shots in the middle. But I had to I had to get that information to the reader. Yeah. To fill in some backstory so that it 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 was a gentler landing landing and I and I had more to say, but it didn't fit into either home or if I could see you one more time. So so yeah, so those three one shots in the middle are kind of progressing the reader and and filling in. Yeah. Or just taking nice moments, you know, like the um, you know, the, the garden moment and the bench and all of that stuff. Um that I I just really like the idea of it. So I wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's your party, isn't it? You do. You do. <laughs> They're your characters. They might want to do their own thing, but you can wrangle them to an extent. Sandra, yeah. you're and, and I knew that Canon, we didn't know what where Canon was going, but I knew it was highly unlikely that Canon was going to set them up well. So I wanted to have a buffer landing for um yeah. for fandom to to go to a better place if they needed to. Absolutely. Sandra, you're super quiet. Tell us about your experience. I'm always finding super rookie. quiet because I like listening to the both of you <laughs> when you go or, or when you text. No, um, I was just going to say, because with, uh, with Dee's writing and especially the YN part of it, that was what I gravitated towards when I, I started reading um, your work was, oh, it didn't take me out, even though I know it's supposed to draw readers in YN does not do that for me. It really kind of like just puts this immediate, you try to insert yourself, you know what I mean? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't vibe or, or, or jive with me very well. So I loved the, I love just the usage of a nickname immediately to, you know, draw you into the story without an actual name to it. And I remember, I think yours was the first one I even like learned how to bookmark on AO3. So I was looking back and I'm like, yep, there it is, the rookie. And actually I forget we've been friends so long, but our initial like approach or relationship was yeah, very much like you guys were like, oh, we're such fans. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I um like from there, I think, yeah, yours, yours was what I think reading yours was like, oh, you know, and then, you know, like my my writing and then you know, the pandemic started and, you know, I was like, I I, I want to write something too. And it, it was, it's a lovely community to be a part of. And I, I particularly like how, I, I mean, I know we talk about how angsty supernatural is. And I, I, I love that aspect of character already being in place that then you can put them into situations and see what happens or expand and, um, expand the storyline or, or, or go a different way or focus on the relationship, which I think is a lot of what uh, fans talk about that they enjoy um, about the writing. I was curious, because I don't know if I've ever actually asked you this, what made you pick season nine to kind of start the story off in? Was it just because he's so freaking hot in that season or was there a particular thing it was, was so it ugly in all the other seasons <laughs> Wait, no was season nine one of the ones where he had an individual haircut sandra let me refer back to the pick it could have been that we have to set supernatural fix in a season where he has a, a specific individual haircut. no 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 but seriously there's there's was it just that it was the focus of like the the mark and and all that and and then that led to like demon dean was that was that a big, I, big draw i I think it was the um no because the mark wasn't even part of it the mark came in later as as because I'd been following canon to Mm -hmm. that point Mm -hmm. um I think it was uh a case of wanting to I think some of the ideas I had the bunker needed to be there Mm -hmm. or I'd started writing and the bunker was there so then I had to kind of like backtrack and work Mm -hmm. out when the bunker came in Mm -hmm. um and and some of maybe some of the the things that were going on in canon at that time I wanted I wanted um I think I had some gifts that um inspired me and I wanted to work around those mm-hmm. which are in the story and I do think I do think some of the reason that Hunter and Training gets a lot of hits as well is because it says animated gifts which people take to mean non non-suitable mm-hmm. gifts which are you know those are in a whole lot of other level than AO3 mm-hmm. but um 
it yeah I I just I had these ideas and and that was sort of the time frame that that fit with uh with the story and then then I started tracking the story which then got really difficult because then I had to keep the story entwined Mm -hmm. um as we went through Tulsa and um although Tulsa is a bit standalone but again fitting that in Mm -hmm. um and then uh certainly by home it was completely entwined and meshed um so yeah so and it was it's it's difficult to do that because you have to watch every episode recap it like I think if you didn't watch the show you might be a bit lost in some because I breeze I don't go into detail with some of the reference points because fans will know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. so I think if perhaps you hadn't watched the show there might be some things that you're a bit like what what do you mean Abaddon what like (laughs) yeah I mean she's referenced like I reference that she's a demon or whatever but a knight of hell but there's no depth to Mm -hmm. why they're fighting her greatly because you guys know that that's boring Mm -hmm. um and I'm and I'm big on as a writer I'm not big on especially the first one and I think we have talked about this Sandra adding in too many details mm-hmm. I want the reader to feel that like we all have imaginations we all visualize we've all watched not just this show but many other shows mm-hmm. so well um, one particular scene from Hunter and Training when um she's and she's walking down the alleyway and there's the scary men you mm-hmm. know I deliberately left that open so that you could visualize three scary men in an alleyway mm-hmm. however you would want to I you know I don't give um I give them a way of talking but I've heard people describe them as everything from um Mexican to to cowboys you know so mm-hmm. it's just as redneck to rednecks you know like mm-hmm. so um and I love that because that's what I want for the reader some readers really love lots and lots of detail but mm-hmm. I want to get you the reader to the story I want you to be meshed involved and and I and when I read what's next what happened not mm-hmm. so we've walked down the street for 15 minutes and I've forgotten what we're talking about now mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right. also known get, as the Stephen King method yes we have writing. discussed that yeah the the descriptor of main street that is the same main street in every one of his books but still takes four pages yeah so yeah absolutely now I'm I'm with you I'm I don't need I don't need like a really in-depth in-depth description of what's happening I can imagine I just need you to have an appropriate amount of limbs in whatever you're describing and that (laughs) that comes more into like sort of smut scenes and then I was like and this hand was doing this and this hand was doing this and this hand was and I'm like how many hands do you think that your characters have because that's (laughs) for whatever reason when you're saying that my mind went to tentacle porn but go on (laughs) yeah no that's sometimes how it feels because I like it draws me right out of the story if you mention a third hand and you haven't said that one of the other hands has stopped doing something then I'm like what and then I really get into it and I'm like so this is here and that's that and how does you've made a blob monster there's not what the fuck have you done it doesn't work so I'm I'm done with that I'm not too not too fussed about the the minute details. I just need everybody to have the appropriate amount of limbs. Yeah, well, I don't I, I don't want to tell, especially playing with this idea. Um, I might you know in other formats it might be different, but this idea that it's you, you the reader, then it's your imagination. So it's you coloring in the lines. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sandra goes the other way, don't you? You're like I must plot, and I have distinct characters, and I do. Well, I think well, I think it's because I. I bounce, I bounce between different, um, like I, I do like third person. So I, I, and I'm pretty sure I'm trying to think now, I think I view as third person. (laughs) So I think I've just started, like, I think it was a really writing supernatural fiction that I started with the you and doing a little more first person. So yeah, when I'm into, I, I remember talking to D about, you know, she's like, well, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't really want to give the, even like a description of the reader. I want them to feel that it's them. So like limiting that aspect of it too. So Mm. all of those different parts are very, you really have to think about it when you're in different, um, different, different writing scenarios, I guess. And I, I do, I, but I will like, there are certain parts where I'm like, you know what, if I've researched a certain 
place and I've never been, and maybe no one else has, it's like, I would like to have those pop-ins here and there. If this is what this is like, this is what this feels like, tastes like, smells like, or, you know, like those little, little bits, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I do like for, for me, there's certain parts where I feel like this is okay to have, you know, some description and you, you both do that too. So I, I've, I've seen that in like different, different aspects of, of writing. Yeah, and I love and, that. Because, like I will read, I think it's, it's the over descriptors and, yeah. and it was more me, me playing with this type of writing, but, yeah. um, but I also read, yeah, like, and, and definitely some of yours and um, yeah, there's certain descriptions. I think there was another, I can't remember the name of the fic that um, we were reading at the same time, Harley, <laughs> but, but was there Alice? was some great. No, not Alice. Alice, uh, Alice is special. No, um, the other one. <laughs> disclaimer, we, we will not be revealing the name of the fic that contains Alice because I don't want the author to feel bad, but Alice was, yeah. Alice was awesome, but and awesome anyway never mind so um <laughs> no evie when some of the descriptions from you know evie um and stranger things that was a stranger oh things yeah mm. oh god yeah yeah um and it, it was yeah it's it's a lot of um maybe we should should add that one but um but more just yes the descriptors you read you know you read and i've just certainly done it with both of yours as well um but you read a description, and you're like, God oh, damn, do I write that good? I wish I wrote that good. Don't you love it when you read somebody's are like, I think Carly had just done that recently. They were like, you wrote this one line I will never be able to repeat. And then I'm reading something that they've written. I'm like, well, you just, you just upped me and then did something so much better. <laughs> oh God, no. Because it's no, beautiful. It was... It's beautiful writing though. When you, when you get those, it's just that succinct sentence, right? And it, encapsulates everything you're trying to do and when you read that from someone else you're like oh, and it it drives you and and kind of gives you that oh my god this is this is what I want to strive for this is what I want to do and I think yeah that helps feed um everyone else's creativity and and inspiration uh, d you are you are the model of giving us a little snippet like in our chats yes. for like a paragraph of stuff and I'm like I want to read that whole thing now <laughs> <laughs> and you get to put it into my, your head. My lazy, my lazy writing. Yeah. Well, no, no I, think, awesome. I mean that's a tiny snippet of my head, right? But yeah, I'll I'll have the um, you know, a moment. And I've I've always done it. I work used to work as a stylist, and I've done film and costume design, and so there's always just little vignettes mm-hmm. playing in my head. If I see, if you know, I'll see a a space. I'll be walking down the street, and I'll just see a little. I don't know it can be an arrangement of chairs in a cafe and just the way that the light hits it I'll, a little vignette will play out or I'll be like oh that would be such a good shoot or yeah so there's always like little little scenarios going in my head but depending how long they are and my enthusiasm for filling them out actually <laughs> depends on my energy but I do love sharing them with with you guys and the um you mortals and yeah, the uh in the chat yeah. No, because, she just uh, she just comes in and she's like, I just had this great idea. And it'll be like three or four paragraphs of fucking gold. And then we're like, could you could you just expand on that, please? Like a little bit. And then it, then it's gone. Then it's it's in the ether. And she comes back a few weeks later and she's like, I just had this really great idea. And I'm like, D, please, please write these things to Jesus Christ. What was the one you were begging for? We got most of Mr. Mitt's backstory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, mr mittens oh yeah I love that and you were able to put mr mittens into into one of your daddy dean daddy deans and things Devils. which is yep. which is lovely which lovely. sounds so much filthier than it actually yeah is. yeah <laughs> totally I, I not what you want flip with daddy <laughs> dean where we went into just sweet he's actually a dad there's no uh there's yeah. no smart do you have that in the tag <laughs> In the text, like there's actually not smart. This is not the yes, daddy that and, you're expecting. Um, <laughs> no, they're general. They're general. They're not explicit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's rated. It's rated the. I know, know but the, I've seen some things rated G, and then they're not. <laughs> you can get into them. Well, hey, if people come there, hopefully they come for the smart and they stay sweet. Um, yeah, no. I know, she, actually, I, go ahead. I was just thinking there was a, an idea. No, I've, I've lost it again, but there was an idea 
and our chat goes so fast and so regularly mm-hmm. but um there was something that you were like please write this please and I was like yeah yeah I will and I, I think it was about two months ago now and I can't recall what it was yeah I can't Elon since you've got Twitter my guy give us the ability to search in messages please yeah because I've exactly. been going on for like a year and a half now and we can't find anything anymore or just save it I mean there's like I just want to be able to save some of the stuff so I can go back and look at it because I can't scroll forever and ever. Like I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, we have so many wonderful chats that are just gone. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to go back and look at, I, I don't have that anymore. So I don't know. It's just me being. Yeah. If you could export and and index it. (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. That would, that would be good. You know, if you can go to the moon and build self-driving cars, I don't see that this is a hard ask. Elon, I'm sure you're listening. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, every, time, every time every time his name's mentioned, he pops up somewhere. So. <laughs> I, I reckon he Googles his own name. He has to. Like, mm. he's what's he doing with the rest of his life? He's I so think his AI is beyond Googling his own name, I think. They, <laughs> I think mm, it right. comes to him in little microbots in his brain. Yeah, maybe still. Maybe so. I am just I am just looking at the Daddy Dean Drabbles, and you do very clearly have it in the summary that like this is a G-rated sweet series about Dean being a parent. There is no pawn. Yeah, I, there has been a couple of comments like, "Oh, I thought this was so different." I know <laughs> this was not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you could be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> your Daddy Dean Drabbles contains one of my favorite pieces of fiction ever and it's the dress and I've talked to you about this so much but it is that that one that one's so good I love it just challenge all those gender norms and just have Sam be the voice of reason and just be like you're being an idiot stop that love it love it so tell I guess maybe explain on that like to people because I've as you said you've told me a few times but it might be good for people to hear what you liked about it especially given your background and and the things that you're you've worked yeah. through and dealt with so like the the premise like I don't want to I don't want to spoil the end of Rookie so I, I won't but the premise is that it, it's set after Rookie and Dean has children um so the daddy Dean stuff it's uh just the, these are the ideas that she puts down to paper and actually puts on the internet instead of teasing us in the group chat with <laughs> um and the the dress was um it's sort of uh framed as like a zoom chat between Sam and Dean and Dean's like Oh yeah, she let our son go to school in a dress, and like, I'm really pissed about it. Um, and Sam's just like, "What are you talking about? Why are you being such an absolute heteronormative moron?" Um, and they they go back and forth, and Sam like, you know, basically explains to Dean how much of an idiot he's being. And the end the end of that particular work is um, a picture that Dean sends to Sam of him and his son both wearing dresses, and like Dean kind of reinforcing that you know it's fine to wear clothing that's not necessarily intended for your gender via society and things like that and as the resident queer um that actually really spoke to me because I was like yes yes this challenge those gender norms absolutely you know put it out there into the universe that it's totally fine and boys can wear dresses and it's cool and I just because you handled it so well it was so authentic to like Dean and Sam's character of Dean just it wasn't malicious it was just ignorant and it was oh I just loved it I just I just yeah I um I loved your response to that I thought that was because one it's from someone in the community um so as as an ally it's it's always difficult to hit the right note and hit the you know obviously it's not always going to hit the right note with everyone but it was inspired by Harry Styles doing yeah. a shoot um and conversations I've had and I think one of my favorite lines that I wrote there was um Sam saying to Dean uh do you think we saved the world just because we were wearing jeans mm. and I just thought that you know yeah do you know yeah. like men boys people that identify as 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 male do you really think that the thing that makes you masculine is jeans because it's not <laughs> really mm. it's really not Mm-hmm. um so yeah so I found that um but it's a very I don't know it's it's difficult because it is it's a tough issue and there's a lot of feelings out there about all of it 
Um, one one of the comments I loved, other than yours, was that, um, I, and I don't think this person's in the community, but they were just saying, I love the way that you take, um, and you might be able to read it, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, I love the way you take us on a journey and keep Sam and Dean real so that whatever situation you throw them into, I still believe you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a really, because it is, you know, like, it's so far from canon to have them both as parents and have, you know, Dean put on a dress because he wants to prove his love to his son is above anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm really glad that I didn't, you know, lose people on the way there. That was re- that was really nice to say that, uh, wow, you know, I still believe, I believe this is Sam and Dean still. Yeah. And that one, that one particularly as well, because I think it, it, sh- it showed a lot of growth for Dean as as a person because I think Dean still in in the sort of situations that the show put him in probably wouldn't have been able to self-reflect that well but when we take him take him out of the the danger and put him somewhere safe he can grow and he can change and he can become a better person but it's still authentic Dean Mm -hmm. like I said it was There was no malice in it. It was just pure ignorance and fear of not wanting Charlie to be bullied. Um, you know, that was that was driving his his concern. It was just really good. I just really really like that one. I'm looking at the comments now, and I came back to it. I came back to it in uh, last year, and I was like, I'm rereading this, and you're having another comment. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad. I love it. You know, I love I love that. I think. The world is changing a lot and it's really important to be aware and, and to not be afraid to, to dip your toe in and if, even if you're not um, part of that community because it's, I know that there's a lot of, and, and we've spoken, there's a lot of feelings about TERFs and JK, but uh, one one service I think she has done is is provide her, her insecurity and and awful awful things that she says has made a lot of people stand up and and defend or learn about the community who possibly Mm. wouldn't have had someone with such a high profile not been such an utter fucking bitch (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's true yeah so so to that end you know there's always there's always a silver lining sometimes they're more difficult to find but Mm. I do try um to look for a positive somewhere and yeah, she's. I think we're all learning, we and we all should be. And you just have to take the risk and write something because it it feels right and it feels in tune. And um, and the, that's the joy of of Ao3, right? Is you can put it out there and you do get immediate feedback and you do get um, just a place to learn and to grow as a writer. And um, I think yeah, I think it's an incredible writers community. Um, yeah. there's probably you probably it's not that balanced I think if someone doesn't there's either the vitriolic people that hate something and then they're just they're not very constructive um or there's um the the you know the people that might have some constructive criticism don't really want to say anything because they don't want to make you feel bad but but it's still I don't know it's, I still think it's a great space as a writer um and actually I did have, as you guys well know, um, the chapter with the pegging and Dean. Mm-hmm. I did have some, and it wasn't that vitriolic, um, but it was a little bit uh, enthusiastically wow. against the topic mm-hmm. and yes. saying that, and and their ideas of Dean and heteronorms and um, and so I was, and it was interesting because I had a couple of people come in. I don't know if it, if you, I'm sure you would have Carly, but I don't know if you did because you hadn't seen it but anyway a couple of people jumped in straight away and was like read the tags if you don't like it blah 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 <laughs> and I was like it's okay it's like like I this mm-hmm. is a big topic like I want to mm-hmm. have this discussion and so and you know there's I, I wrote a very long reply and then referenced a number of things um because you know for like why and my, my main point was one if you're in a consenting and it doesn't have to be a loving relationship, but if you're in a consenting um, adult relationship, then who says what nobody should tell you what's allowed as long as nobody's getting hurt? Um, mm-hmm. Again, well, consent. 
<laughs> and then um, the other thing with that was, have you know, is it just a prejudice? Is it something like it's okay not to like it, but is it just because you haven't really explored it or you haven't thought about it or, you know, why does it upset you so much that that ding you know ding being pegged what what what's what's scary about that for you and then yeah. i just you know provided a whole bunch of articles about straight men and um you know and really like so mainstream you know it's gq magazine it's cosmopolitan it's not there's no it's not obscure or random or weird sex magazines um so yeah so it was just sort of saying look you know were you aware this is something to be aware of. And, you know, like they call it the P-spot, right? So women for years or centuries have had their, their G-spot ignored. So why should straight men miss out on having their P-spot um, mm-hmm. manipulated or enjoyed simply because it's seen as a, you know, as a, as a gay um, a gay right or a gay area? So, yeah, yeah so that was... I, I I think when you do, I'm sure it's obvious already, but there's usually an agenda behind something. I, I have an idea about something and then I deep dive into it and make it a chapter. <laughs> People don't yeah. know about pegging. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, oh, dearie me, that's just. No, or yeah. if they if they do, I mean, coming from the whole ignorant aspect of it, like hand raised, you know, right here, like there's a lot of if you if you're not if you're not aware of it, you don't have a lot of knowledge of it. You're not, you know, there there's all society and and what's considered quote unquote normal, and it you know it it makes I I love the fan fiction because it gives me an opportunity to like learn about different things that I really didn't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the oldest one out of the bunch here and I, you know, don't have a lot of, you know, knowledge in those things. So it took a lot of learning and exploring. And I'm surprised. I remember watching the TV show um, and this grandmother sits down next to her, like granddaughter, who I think was early twenties mm-hmm. and says, what's so what's new in sex? And I remember, you know, like obviously that was kind of a laugh. And but it's true. Like mm-hmm. there are, you know, when I was younger, um, anal was so still pretty taboo. It was anal so considered so vanilla slash norm to to under thirties now. You know, mm-hmm. it's so pervasive mm-hmm. that yeah. it's just considered normal mm-hmm. vanilla sex. It's mm-hmm. not. There's nothing. It's a little bit. Might be. Oh, it's on the slightly risque side to them, but it's mm-hmm. not. Certainly not the taboos of past and the mm-hmm. knowledge and I think with it though the knowledge of how to do that mm-hmm. but yeah I've learned so much from my three <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> same same I've had to go google some tags before and been like oh, fucking, is that a thing <laughs> all right cool but never like do you know I've just gone I've just gone and found the um I found the comments on that scene and yeah I didn't see that one until after otherwise I would have been up in arms like rampaging into the replies just like if you don't like him fuck off because I'm <laughs> such a reasonable and level-headed human being <laughs> but I'd like that person really enjoyed that just because as, as Sandra was saying you know like it's it's learning so I, I rather than come at the you know the, the commenter I was really happy to just say, let's discuss this, like maybe, and, you know, cool, if you're not into it and you're not interested and you don't like, and I think I say there's no more pegging after this, so you, you're safe. Um, yeah. But if you have a certain idea of what what that is and what that means and what Dean is, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and she, I think she does say she's not, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm assuming from her name that she's a she. But, um, she, yeah. yeah, she she is um she does say you know I'm not kink shaming I just I don't like sub Dean and I wasn't expecting it and that's fair um and that's why my response is you know measured and hopefully hopefully she um she was all right with that and learnt, you know it was just a genuine yeah um, interesting it was, discourse it was one of those things where you kind of like Yes, this is helpful. Thank you. Because I know, like, from your replies, you hadn't, you'd forgotten to tag it properly. Because tags on AO3 is, is a whole, as a whole other base. Um, so, yes, on the one hand, that's helpful advice to an author. But on the other hand, are you aware of where the X is on your tab, honey? You can just leave. 
Like there's no one's got a gun to your head and forcing you to read this scene that you don't enjoy. You can just go and come back to it later. You know, just skip this chapter. It's it's fine. And I just yeah. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I I thought it was a good opportunity to engage with the whole reason that I wrote the scene in the first place. I was yeah. actually there's another scene around um related to that where she you know she's saying to Dean she wants to try anal and they talk about her the sexual abuse in her past and I was expecting um kickback from that and surprisingly didn't get any Mm. so yeah so it's super interesting what says a lot doesn't it yeah says a lot about what people I think too just are okay not necessarily okay with but you kind of know what I mean like this is this is not an issue that you know I'm going to bring up or or feel that oh my gosh why are you doing this you know to dean or whatever it's it's a yeah it's interesting very yeah. interesting i'm the only one in the trio that doesn't have a pegging scene I'll yeah now. you probably get on that now <laughs> so now i'm gonna have to uh i'll have to literally get on that look right i've still got i've still got dean post ass whooping in my google docs just waiting for me to decide what the hell i'm gonna do with him and i don't know yet so you gotta let me figure that one out before I can start something else. Because I, I can't do I can't do two things at once. I end up getting confused. So I have to finish what I'm working on before I start plotting out anything else. I've got a few ideas though, jotting them down. Um, I, I will say, read- having read um, read your super hot scene this week, Sandra, I did go back and read the scene that we've just been discussing mm-hmm. um, in Rookie, and uh, yeah, I. I, it, I was I, it was okay it, it, I don't know I, I don't want to compare at all because I really enjoyed yours and I can't compare my own work because I don't know yeah. but I did reread mine on going mm-hmm. that's that's quite smoking okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know what I'm glad I waited to read it I read it I read it yesterday I was like okay good <laughs> I felt like I might have copied, you know, a lot of it. Well, and I was like, no. we have them in different positions, and yes. I like that. I yes, like that. Um, yes, I did. I was I like, oh look, what yeah. Started, <laughs> what started mine was just that visual of his, like his back and his mm-hmm. arms being taut because mm-hmm. they're tied to the bedpost, and that was really the thing I think mm-hmm. that I liked the most about them. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah. No, oh, I totally was like, oh, I, I, I like this view that Dee's presenting <laughs> <laughs> right now. Gonna have to do something insane with Sam now, aren't I? You two have cornered the traditional poses here, but one on his back and one on his like on all fours. And now I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fly into the fucking roof or something. What the hell am I gonna do now? No, I, I, I have, I have no. ideas. No, I, I have ideas. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Sam be a very mouthy power bottom in that situation. <laughs> Whereas you guys, you guys had Dean being all nice and taking it all well, and it, it being quite not sweet, but you know, quite nice, and I think I'm just going to have Sam be utterly filthy. How unusual for you! <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Breaking the mold here, stepping right outside of my comfort zone. Ha ha ha! <laughs> not really. I haven't I haven't worked with Sam on anything for for quite a while now. It's mostly been Dean. The last few things I've been oh, doing. It does get to you. I mean, we you know, I, I, you've said that a few times that. We have um we've taken you to the dean side a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> I bit. think Jensen helps with those pictures. I'm he does. He it's 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 Jensen more than it's more than it's Dean. To be fair, mm-hmm. he just keeps posting like especially pre-con as well. He's just like, "Hi, y'all want a naked picture? Cool, have a naked picture." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> oh, fucking." That, oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that picture. I was just like, I. I thought I was really familiar with your body, but I'm. This is not your body. Yeah, and I need to look at this a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, the last thing I did with Sam was in January. I mean, admittedly, the only thing that's gone on since then is is the current work in progress Dean fic. But still, that's a long time. I've had Dean on my mind for a long time now. Well, speaking of Sam, I reread our um, collab, which um, yeah, perfect day, and. I guess we could probably talk about how that came about, but um, I think I had, oh, and also I want to take some credit here for um, Carly saying that she was, we we got talking, so you were commenting on my works and then we got DMing mm-hmm. and then I, you were saying that you used to write, but you hadn't written for ages. 
And yeah. I don't know how, obviously I was fairly convincing, but I do recall like telling you that you could and should. And I think that was the preemptor. And I think, and then separately, Sandra, we had been talking about maybe doing a club. I can't remember how it came yeah. about now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was, it was all sort of moving parts. And I think I was like, hey, wait, we should do all three of us mm-hmm. and, and, and joined the group chat. And now look, yep. look what's growing from there. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, so we we give you I'm all the credit take... for that. All the credit. She came to me with this really sad piece of work, and she was like, "I don't know if I've if I've made it too angsty." And I read it, and I was like, "No, it's okay. Like I'm crying, but it's fine." <laughs> and then it was well, just I'm really, gonna... just really subtle. Just like so, I was thinking that we could make this into a thing, and and you could you could do something from Sam's point of view, and and we could get Sandra, in and she could do something from Dean's point of view, and and we could do a whole thing. And then I was like. Oh, my hands are tied now. Fuck. And then I panicked for about three days. <laughs> but you panicked that into some great writing mm-hmm. and now lots of great writings. That's not yeah, the word. That's okay. true. <laughs> that is very true. But that was that was your that was your like for a re-entry into the world of writing. That was really something I was like, holy crap, this is so good. Oh, and yeah. rereading it, I was like, holy crap, this is so sad. <laughs> Like yeah. each and every viewpoint I was it was getting worse because I yeah and and some of the things you know the feedback as well which I think you said like oh I hope it's just the flu <laughs> it's just like yes that's that's where we wanted I wanted the reader to feel that so it's no good do you ever have like an idea of what you want your reader to feel and then someone comments exactly that and you're so like yes yes mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm <laughs> all the time no that one I reread that one and I still I know what happens I was there for the creation I know what happens in the end and I still find myself going he'll get there in time it'll be fine he'll get there in time and I know the ending and I'm always blindsided and I'm always <laughs> sad so that was that was such such a great collab and certainly for me a really great introduction back into the world of writing and of course into I really like you know where that idea came from as well was because I, I don't really know how other collaborations have been done, but I have you ever been to a restaurant? So there's a restaurant called Joe Malone's in London. I don't know if it's still there now, but it's been there for decades. And it's like after theatre crowd and like actors, it's, you know, forever. Actors from the West End used to go oh, there right. to get food after a meal. And um, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of steakhouse posh, but not, but anyway. They have these, they have paper on the table um, instead of tablecloths. And so we would often go there and, you you know, you'd start writing a story and then you move it around the table and then the next person would write something on and and you just keep moving it around. So that's what the collab idea came from. I was like, so what if I write the story from my perspective, but then I get the other two to write it from other characters' perspective? Like, yeah, I was passing it around the table to you kind of thing. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. I thought you'd just written this thing and you, you were like, and I could get other people to go in on this. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah no, sounds... I wanted to. Because it would sounds... be too hard to do it within one story and keep it because we have yeah. different writing styles. But yeah, so I wrote this one and then you write it from Sam and, and it worked so well. Yeah, it did. And then poor Sandra got left with the, left with finishing it off and being like, are you going to crush everybody's dream? <laughs> Who knows? Well, no, I, I liked having the feedback between the three of us too, as we were writing. And I liked being able to incorporate a lot of the different things that you both had started, you know, just like peppering that stuff in. That was fun. And I remember the one thing is the, um, I know we like to sort of like call out things for each other when we write too. Um, and mm. I, I liked, I think it was good girl or whatever. D is that, that that's like, that's what you really, I think like coming out I know I now like it when it comes out of Dean's mouth but <laughs> it was yeah. like one of those things that I wanted to add in there and just the the different um yeah just the different viewpoints and stuff and again like being the Dean being the Dean girl it's like I really wanted to focus on well where is Dean in the middle of all of this that's going on and how is he getting how did he get lost but still put put others before him kind of thing. So it's all that angst that's Dean and wanting to, wanting to put that in there too. And I, and I think, I think it was the whole, um, 
like camp, like Bobby's camp, I think that had been started like that idea of like, you know, Bobby's is a safe place where the kids went when they were little and stuff. So yeah, all those, all those little things that were in there, it's, it's nice to, it was actually kind of easier because I didn't have to start it. You know, I could just use what you both had put in and, you know, give that other aspect of it, that other view of that scene and then leave it up to you know, interpretation <laughs> at the end and hope, right? And imagination and what is going to happen after. And you don't necessarily have to spell that out for the readers. They can come up with their own ending um, at, at the very, you know, they can always switch it up if they want to, if they want that happily ever after to somehow occur. It's it's supernatural. It's possible. Yeah. It's not that yeah, hard. Yeah, I love, I love the way you did that. Yeah, well, he could have gone and sold, you know, sold his soul again, or mm-hmm. done some mm-hmm. some sort of deal, or mm-hmm. yeah, no, I like, I love that about yeah. that too, and 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 just I like the way that you both deepened the 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 story and the the background. You know, it, at the beginning, it does seem very much like oh, it's just the reader and Sam, and then mm-hmm. you get you know the Dean aspect, and then it, you know it just becomes heartbreaking all fucking round. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it's sad. <laughs> but uh, you know but if then but after life on the raft um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah you know, um it's yeah no it was so fun and I think it was yeah that was where we first connected what date was that when when was that 27th that of September when, 2020 that went up oh wow so there you go yeah really I, I call quick. that our yeah. I call it our anniversary I guess September and I'm like, guys, we've been doing this. Yeah, guys, we've been doing this for a year. We've been doing this for like 18 months. Yeah, it didn't take us long between sort of you coming to me with that idea and then it it being, you know, reality and stuff. And me and Sandra discussed this. We were so nervous because we knew you, but we didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. We were really nervous coming in like, oh, no, no. And then y'all were like email chains. Yeah, and I know nobody hates, everybody hates the email (laughs) chains. So we just had to go into the other thing, but no, just like, yeah, we need to chat. you just do don't this. know how, um, how it's going to work, you know, collaboratively with somebody. So we definitely were able to make it all, all flow in a way that was immediately comfortable and yeah, um, positive, you know, which is, which is lovely to create and create something positive. Um, Thanks for listening to part one of our interview with Dandelion Dreaming. Part two will release on Thursday. We'll see you then. If three different types of pie can't tear him away from the television, nothing will. God, I hope the movie's done by now. All I know is I am deserving of some hair care tonight. By hair care, you mean running your fingers all through Sam's. Absolutely. Well, baby's back safe and sound, and we've got some boys to see. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Who knows? Maybe next time we'll give you the keys to take her for a spin. Where's the pie? Look at these chemicals. Do you even read the label? No, I read pie. The rest is just blah, blah, blah.